Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Be Ungovernable. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots and bards nation. Today is Friday, March 4th in the year 2022. I I can't help but laugh. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't get any better. If you enjoy great dramas and if you enjoy movies that just constantly give you headaches and movies that just are written by B-rated writers, well, you're living in one. I hope you feel good now. That's a fantastic. Like this is like one of these movies that just keeps going on and on and you're like, um, um, did I, did I pay for this one? Uh, did, and I, and you already bought your big thing of popcorn <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're going, yeah, but I really, I really wanted the buttered popcorn, but this thing I'm watching, can I take the popcorn home and still get a refill? Just want to know. I, and that's pretty much where we are. I am telling you right now, what a crazy world. We're going to get into all that in just a minute. Mypillow.com, mypillow.com forward slash bards. That's the Bards Nation's landing page on MyPillow with one of the greatest companies in America right now, MyPillow. Of course, led by Mike Lindell, one of the great patriots and CEOs of our time, who just continues to fight and wage war for liberty. The most dangerous man in the world who sells pillows. Who would have ever thunk it? All right, so head on over to MyPillows.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code, Bards, B-A-R-D-S. You're going to get all sorts of great savings. And here's a message for Mike just to tell you about one of them. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. And there you go. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, and that free gift is a gift from Mike Lindell. It is his book, his biography, his story, his one all about himself, about how an addict became one of America's greatest CEOs, and a little little secret on that, that center character of that is Christ Jesus. It's just fantastic. All right. Also, check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's the coffee for the worries of our time. Gives you that boost of energy you need all day. Gets you energized, gets you mentally focused, keeps your mental focus across the entire day while helping boost your immune system. You're also going to find other great products on the Expedition Coffee site, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee which include the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Also, you have Immune XP, which is an immune booster, which helps with built on pinecone extract and high in vitamin C. You also have Earth, which is a full body nutrient powder. Mix it with water, drink it like a shake. It's all your body needs for the entire day. And you've got Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts currently on the market, a must-have for your medical cabinet in this bioweapon environment we're living in. So again, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. All of those products are designed to reclaim your health sovereignty. All right, Patriots. So this has been kind of a crazy week, as we all know. And the thing that I keep coming around to, and I keep asking myself is, okay, so who's the bad guy here? And the problem I keep, it's not a problem. 
It's just the realization that as I come back and I study and I read and I read and I dig, I'm not finding the bad guy to be Putin. I'm going to be clear about that. But listen to some of this. This is this came out today, and I'm sure we're all going to be deeply disturbed when Brian Stetler from CNN announced that CNN will no longer broadcast in Russia while we continue to evaluate the situation and our next steps moving forward. Well, that comes on the heels of Moscow has offered foreign companies three options for the path forward, remain in Russia, exit entirely, or hand over their holdings to local managers. We're seeing right now a massive shift in the global play field. And it's going to get rough here in the States. I'm just going to be blunt about that. We're going to talk a lot about that through tonight and through various topics. I want to kind of give a context of really how big a shakeup this is. The dollar has been the world's reserve currency. It is bankrupt beyond repair. That was done by your governments. It was done by all the good people that we supposedly trusted and all those great people that took jobs in government that have pilfered the public out of endless amounts of money, stuck it away in foreign accounts, used Ukraine as one of the biggest money laundering pits on the face of the earth. This is a massive, massive fight that we're dealing with here. And Ukraine, ironically, is right at the center. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Ukraine, after World War II, when they were during the Nuremberg trials, Ukraine was one of the countries that harbored Nazis and helped Nazis escape the Nuremberg trials. So for all of you out there that are still waving your little Ukraine flags on Twitter and putting them next to your name or wearing your Ukraine top or all you veterans that are trying to go up and get your gun on over there, stand down unless you are a neo-Nazi, and then I guess I can't help you. But the fact of the matter is, Ukraine is a pit. And, in fact, it's so bad right now speaking in favor of Russia. Check this one out. In, in the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Latvia, speaking in support of the Russian invasion of Ukraine will get you years in prison. In other words, if I was doing this right now in those republics, I'd be arrested. So would anybody else that said it. But um, Vladimir Putin signed several laws on Friday, that would be today, including one which would seize the assets of foreigners if they harm Russians or otherwise infringe on Russian rights, according to Interfax. Also, Interfax is reporting that a Russian watchdog says Twitter is no is now blocked in Russia, adding to the Western social media freeze that would include Facebook and access to app stories. So things are going well. I think that quote is probably the best quote of, of the day is that defending freedom and democracy sure requires an awful lot of censorship. <laughs> and don't we know that? Thank you. Good old America with a K right now, what we've got here. I'm telling you, here's another great quote. The Western world believes that it has a monopoly on what constitutes political truth and that their ideological worldview is the only correct, valid, and authoritative one. That comes from writer-analyst Tom Fowdy. I'll tell you, this just doesn't get any better. Today, the Kremlin-backed media outlets have been banned throughout the European Union, both on television and on apps and online platforms. Russian TV has lost its Sky TV slot in the UK, where the outlet is also blocked on YouTube. Australian TV providers SBS and Foxtel have dropped uh, Russian TV, and the federal government is putting pressure on social media platforms to block Russian media in Australia. Oh, but let's also thank Telegram. For those of you that think Telegram is secure, Telegram has blocked Russian TV. So the the point of this, it should get everybody awake on two levels. There is the level of blocking access to information just in a generic terms. And remember, this pyramid we're in, and we are in a pyramid, so you have to visualize this as a pyramid. All of these media companies are only ultimately held in control by just a handful of people. 
likely one of those, and I don't know about some of these listed, but most likely the media organizations are being in part controlled by Larry Fink and his goons at BlackRock. That's part of this. And remember what we talked about last night is that BlackRock controls more assets than Japan, Russia, and China combined. Now, in a kind of telling view today, Admiral Charles Rickard, or Richard, excuse me, head of the U.S. Strategic Command, said it has become imperative for the United States to have the capability to defend against Russia and China at the same time. He continues, today we face two nuclear-capable near peers who have the capability to unilaterally escalate a conflict at any level of violence in any domain worldwide with any instrument of national power, and that is historically significant. <laughs> so is putting 11 biolabs in the, in the Ukraine and level four biolabs in Taiwan, and so is having the Department of Defense along with NIH fund research in Wuhan that ends up leading to an entire shutdown of the world, just saying. He pointed out that while the need to deter both China and Russia at the same time was only at the level of major concern in April last year, the concern has now become a reality. That need is now an imperative. It might be an imperative idea to quit putting biolabs in the people's backyard. And oh, and one other little thing. It just, you know, like maybe stop picking allies, quote unquote, that are the hub of global sex trafficking for children like Ukraine and Taiwan. That might be a good idea. You seeing a pattern here? U.S. corporations have benefited immensely from the concept of child sex labor, child labor. I shouldn't add the sex part because it's child sex trafficking and it's child labor, but the two go hand in hand. All right. And to get the idea, obviously, of how dangerous Ukraine is, well, let's just listen to what Lindsey Graham has to say. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. Uh I want you to... Get the picture on that one. A senator of the United States government has now called for an assassination of a leader of a foreign country. This is completely out of line. Not out of line. It's an act of war, in fact, if, we, if someone was to take it that way. He represents the authorities in the U.S. He has no authority to do that, and yet who knows? With our lack of government leadership right now on any level, who knows where this craziness goes. But we're in a place right now where the hard red pill is this. We have China and Russia, which I'm not advocating them to be some holy land or pedestalizing any of these leaders. But I am going to tell you this. Of the leadership in the world, Putin right now is probably the only leader in the world. He's an, he has reclaimed his Christian roots, and he's been building more Christian churches, and he does see this from everything we're hearing as a holy war against Ukraine to get rid of the pedophiles and to stop the child sex trafficking and to get rid of those bioweapons labs. That's a hard one to say no to at the end of the day. And we have mum on those on this on this end here. No one's talking about the bioweapons labs. You notice how something else is really interesting. And just let this sink in a minute. Russia's primary trading partner at this point is China. As the U.S., as the Western powers execute sanctions and take Russia off of the SWIFT system. Now, that's a much bigger play than this. But just take this as face value for what it is. And you notice how there isn't a single political leader in our country who's saying anything about China or suggesting that China should stop supporting Russia. That should start making your wheels tick. Like, why is that happening? Patriots, the hard red pill here is that we as a country, as a nation, as we were, is over. We're living in a shell of an illusion. And that final over, that final nail in the coffin was 
November 4th, 2020, when the lunatics took control of the asylum. And right now, we're fighting back from behind. I've done this piece before, and I, I'm probably going to resurrect a lot of it, but it's literally we are now at the real point of saving a country that is already lost. And that's going to fall on us to make those hard decisions. And part of those hard decisions is to come to grips with the idea and grips with the reality that we have to stop playing the game that is being controlled by the Luciferians that are running the asylum. And that means we have to step away from the convenience and the things that they want us to do in true sense of just as the tonight's title of the show, we have to become ungovernable, ungovernable. And we have to be. We've become compliant too much. But let's dig into this a little bit more. Let's, let's listen to the wisdom that the White House is telling everybody. So, well, before we get there, let's talk about gas prices because if you haven't noticed, there was a big jump literally in the last 48 hours. Locally in my own market, gas went up 35 to 45 cents literally overnight. Portland, Oregon today was reporting gas prices as high as $6.10 a gallon. Locally, we're at about $4.35 a gallon. In this, some notes here, gas prices at the pump were soaring long before the Russia, Russia invaded Ukraine. However, the conflict produced a, a massive shortage of commodities, especially energy products, which sent Brent crude up to over $110 on the market per, per, price, per barrel. And that makes, with Russia being one of the world's largest crude oil suppliers, so you can see how that's happening. And this, this spillover affects the Biden administration's sanctioning of the country into oblivion have resulted in one or of the most significant daily jumps in gasoline on record. According to the new AAA fuel data, the current national average has, of, gas, of gas is at $3.83 a gallon, up almost 11 cents overnight, the second largest move in one, in one night since the early days of the Iraq war in 2005. At this rate, gas prices could ex exceed the record in days, which is only 27 cents away. Since Thursday, the start of Putin's war in Ukraine, the following 10 states have seen the largest increase in their averages. According to AAA, Michigan was up 39 cents, India, Indiana up 36 cents, Illinois up 31 cents, Ohio up 30 cents, Tennessee up 26 cents, Kentucky up 24 cents, South Carolina up 20 cents, Georgia up 21 cents, Delaware up 19 cents, and Alabama up 18 cents. But here's the hard and solid reality of that. Inflation is widespread as consumers are plagued with some of the highest food prices in a decade. The combo of high gas and food prices will impact household spending patterns and a dent uh, and this, the sentiment of the economy will decline in, as we head forward here in the coming weeks. And they love to throw in, people like to throw in the idea that it's going to affect midterms. Yeah, good luck with that. It's a rigged system, so good luck with that. But don't worry, patriots, don't worry, because the Biden administration stated with absolute no scientific support that it is uniquely well-positioned to deal with inflation. Listen to this. This is this should reassure everybody. So we are looking at ways to, um, and I said yesterday, I believe, that we are looking at ways to reduce uh, the import of Russian oil while also making sure um, that we are maintaining the global supply needs out there. Uh, I don't have anything to predict in terms of what that will look like. So we are. Yeah. Um, they're literally going to be looking at the global needs while they're trying to supply our needs and while we're importing Russian oil. Please explain to me how that works because I'm lost. This is the insanity that we're dealing with right now. And the insanity is intentional. And it's one thing to really get in mind is they're doing this back and forth in these cyclic areas to break people's will. And these cycles, in my opinion, are going to continue for some time. Right now we're at this new height because the COVID the real thing behind this is that the COVID narrative's collapsing. And to really get a sense of that, listen to Tom Renz. 
You can't have something malfunction and kill somebody and not get punished for it. I mean, there's all kinds of legal precedent on this. How, how does that apply to these vaccines? Uh, the very short version is this. So legally, they were given immunity. You know, you can't sue a vaccine manufacturer, but there's an out, right? Uh, if it's willful, you can. So, I mean, I don't know how much more willful you can get than, than sending the FDA a document that says there's a 3% mortality rate and, you know, I don't know, a huge, huge percentage of people with adverse reactions and, you know, expect that that's not going to be considered willful. Willful. See, we ended up with a whole cascade of issues as certain good things did happen, the revealing of what's actually in these injections with the Pfizer report that was released, nine pages of adverse reactions. They knew that was coming. Canada did a run on banks and exposed the vulnerability of the deep state at this moment in time. I should just talk about it more in terms of a, like the, the, the whole system, the vulnerability of the whole system was to run on banks. And they knew that they were going to lose control of the people's illusion that Canada did. So, whether by design or whether Putin was is wise and opportunistic, I don't know. But that war in Ukraine came out of nowhere. Timely, though, and it's not missed how appropriately the timing was. And the minute that Putin stepped into, and my guess is Putin was opportunistic, that he was looking for an opportunity to solve a problem that he has been planning to solve for a long time. And he did. And, of course, the media went on a full rage to take that narrative and run with it to get people completely swept up because the real reels the real control over people which is both the enslavement with the money here and the whole issue of the pandemic is about ready to implode and it's going to implode in a big way but they're not ready for this whole thing to implode here because they don't have all the pieces quite ready on the board is my opinion this is a big fight we're in, obviously, and they have an ability to constantly move. But thanks to the Babylon Bee, they probably gave the best headline today. Headline reads, with pandemic ending, people who yell at others to wear masks in danger of never feeling important again. <laughs> so much truth in that statement. What are you going to do when Karens don't have any place anymore? Karen, yes, you don't have a job. And then you look out because it's going to cascade into everything. But if that isn't enough, because we know that we've got, we literally have the, the Canadians who have revealed a major vulnerability. God bless Canada. And I, it would be good if everybody just do a run on the bank. Watch how fast this system shuts down. If you think I'm kidding, watch how fast it moves. Canada learned really quickly as people started to withdraw money 500 times more each day. The banks shut down nationwide and they went through cycles of shutting down. And they began to get Trudeau to back off on some of the pressures because he's pushing so hard that they didn't have the infrastructure to back up the shift. And if people lose confidence in their money, people become ungovernable. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Might want to think about that. But... In addition to the Ukraine thing with that whole little railroad that takes us into child sex trafficking, lo and behold, guess who surfaces in an interview? None other than Melinda Ford Gates. You know, it was also widely reported that Bill had a, a friendship or business or some kind of contact with Jeffrey Epstein and that you were not, uh, that that was very upsetting to you. Did that play a role in the, in the divorce at all in this process? Yeah, as I said, it's not one thing, it was many things. But I did not like uh, that he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you made that clear to him? I made that clear to him. I also met Jeffrey Epstein exactly one time. Did you? Yes, because I wanted to see who this man was. And um, I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was abhorrent. He was evil personified i had nightmares about it afterwards so you know my heart breaks for these young women because that's how i felt and here i'm an older woman my god i feel older man for those young women is awful you felt that the moment you walked in i didn't he realize was awful. that yeah and you shared that with bill and he still continued to spend time with him any of the questions 
remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. Okay. But I made it very clear how I felt about him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. I mean, she, he, whatever that thing is, it's Melinda Ford Gates. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's an it. What's your pronouns? My pronouns are weenie snip. That's probably what she's saying. Must say that. It's a weenie snipper. That's what she is. It. Whatever it is. I'm telling you right now. I, I want to add that I think we need to make a petition to to the inclusion committee for LGBTQs. That for those that are struggling and for us on the outside that are completely confused about what gender you're trying to be. Could you please add the category of weenie snippers so that we understand that as one of your pronouns and are very clear about what you are? That would be very helpful. My goodness. I tell you, what a world we are in. This is literally the this is literally the asylum. It is right here right now. But so this is the world that we're in and these things are unfolding and it's not surprising that suddenly Epstein things popping up again. The child sex trafficking issue. When you see this happen, they're trying to get ahead of a story that's coming. So who knows what's coming? And it's interesting to note just how, I swear, I'm beginning to wonder if the whole Q thing was run by Putin. I'm really serious about this. Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) That Putin was trying to wake us up. And I wouldn't put it past him. There was a program run like this in Russia that looked very much like Q, and they did some major work to, in controlling the people. And there is this is beginning to make me wonder if that inform, knowledge of how to do this, which is sophisticated, wasn't launched on the U.S. public, not for the sake of them taking us over, but for us to realize that the real pit of the problem is right here in U.S. of A., so this is a real challenge that we're going to have to face right now in this country is looking honestly at ourselves and at our nation. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But the problem we're having is that we have become so complacent and so entrapped in convenience. We get everything from the shopping store. We, we love our free garbage. We love our cheap stuff. We love our La 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 la. What all the anything that we can to buy, buy, buy. And really, when you start to look at, at the inflational issues right now, and these inflation issues that are going, are actually starting to calibrate costs more back to their true value. Just point that out because it's important. Our prices have been on many things have been suppressed because we've extorted other countries. We've extorted labor. That's the whole point. So when you start to see corporations move around the globe, they'll, they worked here for a while as labor, as they jacked up their inflation, which is man-made, it's all created. Buying power decreases. Workers want more wage. As they increase wage, that becomes unaffordable for the profit mongers of Wall Street to make their skim off the top. So, They move industry to other parts of the world that don't have labor laws to protect workers. And they're able to exploit children or force you used forced labor, one of the two. And in so doing, produce goods that we in America just start to lavish over, drool over. Well, I want my, I want to have a riot over my red Nikes type thing. And as we consume goods, we're taking advantage of exploited labor around the globe. I just It's really important to grasp here because as you start to take away that sort of thing, it starts to look a lot like what we're witnessing now, increase in prices radically. We've always said this, you buy local, it's more expensive. Well, it is because there's real cost. There's a much more direct cost in labor to the actual delivery of product. When you're getting cheap shoes over overseas, you can, or you're getting cheap Goods from overseas, clothing is a big one, obviously. Electronics, a big one. Your iPhone really shouldn't ch- cost you $1,200, which is still outrageous. Your iPhone is probably closer to five or $6,000 if it was done here. But it's cheap because, in, you know, wherever they're making them, they're able to get those done with, you know, a dollar an hour instead of $30 an hour. 
our entire system is built this way. And this pyramid that was built around us is being torn apart. And it's, there's a lot of intentional aspects to this. They're pivoting off of the U.S. dollar as a world reserve currency. It's over. That's been decided. That was decided back about five years ago. And this is now the process of what it's looked like. So for all those tin hat, crazy conspiracy theorist preppers, I'll put myself on that list that everybody looked at and said, you guys are wacko. It's never going to happen. Well, guess what? We're here. If you haven't been listening to this the whole time and now you're suddenly at the point of panic, don't panic. Just get focused. But we are looking at the collapse of the dollar right now, and this isn't going to be a quick and easy thing. The world is underpinned by a piece of paper called the U.S. dollar. It's actually the Federal Reserve's currency, which was backed by oil. And countries have been shedding off their dollars and not accepting dollars. India today announced that it's going to start looking at ways of trading in rupee with Russia to bypass the entire connection to SWIFT. And SWIFT is your international banking system that moves money. So the entire system is being dismantled. Russia has also announced today that they're encouraging their partners not to export fertilizer. That should put an alarm bell in everybody's head. We're highly dependent upon fertilizer, and that comes from natural gas, one of the critical ingredients being urea. And the and Russia now controls 83% of the world's natural gas. So we are in a very critical issue in this nation. And it is going to come to be a place that if people are not prepared to start taking care of themselves, it's going to be a very ugly ugly outcome for those that want to believe that there's a white hat group or Trump's return or whatever you want to do, which no one can predict. No one knows. And let's just for the second say that that's going to happen. That suddenly there's going to be a group of people that sweep in and clean house and supposedly save the day. Let's do some real hard looking at what that looks like in terms of resetting the nation. To get gas and oil flowing again, because it's all been shut down in this administration. That means completing something like the Keystone Pipeline. It means restarting drilling in the Shell oil fields in Texas. It means getting the gas and the fracking going back in Colorado and other places. The only way that can happen is to have some sort of a martial law structure, so I say it, because all of those places have been shut down by congressional rules that have locked them into environmental requirements, etc. So saying that all that can happen, it's going to take six months at least, if not a year, before those wells are producing enough to make an impact on the economy. If we are dealing with food shortages, which we are, it's not an if, we are, and there's a shortage of fertilizer, remember that most of our commercial soil that are being run by big commercial farms are just dead containers. All the, the Most of this topsoil has been long eroded away, and what's in the ground now, they rely on these fertilizers and they rely on these GMO seeds to be able to function in this dead soil. So we're dealing with a concept of even using that model where you're going to use some sort of genetically modified seed and you're going to use fertilizer. That's at least one year in growing cycle. If you're talking about revitalizing your soil, to where it can be more sustainable, you're talking a process of five to 10 years. So the agriculture production is going down, and once it falls and it stops being produced and fields are put into fallow, you don't just start growing things again. It takes at least a year to two years before that field can go back to being somewhat productive. So now you're starting to see this calamity. With the U.S. dollar being imploded and it's happening all over, we're dependent on foreign imports, heavily dependent on foreign imports. And people are not taking the Federal Reserve dollar. They're starting to reject it. And Russia and China are pivoted to go back to a gold standard. I saw a bunch of people celebrating. It was like, oh, Russia's going back to gold, which they are. We still have no clue what our actual gold holdings are. 
In fact, there has not been a successful audit of Fort Knox ever. And so we don't even know if there is any gold. The theory is that we don't have any gold in this nation in holding. And that may very well be the case. So without a gold holding and reserve, there's going to be no way to underpin a new currency. That means we're going to be dependent on a foreign currency. And you can start to see how quickly this thing can unravel. So when we talk about prepping, minimum three months, ideally six months of food on house to get you through as you also are preparing all the things I've been talking about now for about a year which is start growing food. Get used to having a garden. No matter where you live, start growing some of your own food. Take responsibility for your health. Start getting yourself onto a right work model, getting away from corporate nipples and corporate dependencies. All of these things, they are absolutely critical to survival going forward. And I have, I've said it. I've been very clear about it. it is, it's not an option. All of these things. And in order to reset this properly... It's going to be necessary that we go about this and a reset the right way. What you're likely going to see is an emergency type action that's going to start trying to immediately address the critical areas which are going to be big cities. The rural people will be less concerned because the big cities is where you're going to get the most instability. That's where you're going to start seeing lockdowns and you're going to start again, likely, if there's going to be any place where there's going to be riots over food and shortages, it's going to be in the cities. I've witnessed too many times what happens in a simple storm or a, a concern over water purity. People lose their damn mind because people don't think past their nose when it comes to stuff they have in the house, typically. I was in New Jersey working out there for about a year. There was a snowstorm that was moving in. There had been a previous storm, the, last, the previous year there had been a storm that had been pretty severe. So it was a storm warning coming in, warning that it could be as severe as the previous years. Now you would think that after the previous year, since it was a severe storm, that people would learn their lesson and they would stock up on some basics. Nope, that didn't happen. I literally swung by. Now, just to put this in context, I was living out of a residence in on a DOD contract. Okay, even at the residence inn, I kept a minimum always of 30 days worth of supplies in case something happened. That's just the way I work. So it didn't even cross my mind when the storm was rolling in. And I swung into a grocery store just to get a couple small things, knowing that the storm was coming in. And I didn't buy anything. I sat and I watched. (laughs) I had never seen anything so insane in my life. I saw people running around with carts of grabbing, and I mean running through the store, grabbing anything they could to pile on top of carts. And it gets worse because then you get people up to the checkout that are just carts are loaded up and they didn't have any money to pay. So then that cart gets parked and it's got perishables in it. I mean, Patriots, when this thing, when people start to panic, they lose their mind. If you think COVID was bad. Add COVID to insanity of like empty store shelves or ATMs not working right. Watch how quickly this goes. And I think that what Canada did, in my opinion, when they did a run on banks, that was a red flag for those masters of the universe to realize that they weren't ready yet to cause that level of chaos because they couldn't control the outcome. So this whole plan is a migration to get the dollar out of the system over the next five years or so, roughly. And these cycles are going to continue from peak panic to calm, peak panic to calm. And they're going to do this over and over and over because they want people constantly focused on the immediate. It's the fear cycle I've talked about so many times. And then they lose the memory of what just happened and they start only worrying about today and then when it comes down everybody's like oh good it's all over oh prices went up 30 percent. no big deal we'll deal with it we'll just buy a little bit less they're not thinking when i say ungovernable i mean ungovernable you have to start defying the system you have to start stop playing in the system you have to break yourself from the system to being a more of a sovereign entity you need to be Buying local from local 
producers. You need to be breaking from corporate dependency cycles. You need to find ways within your local communities to even do barter and trade. You need to have skills and get your skills going so that you're doing something other than working in a corporate job or working in a government job. If you're a teacher, get out of teaching anyway. You should have been out of there a long time ago. If you're dependent, if you're taking your your regular income out of 401ks and out of retirement pensions, I'm I don't know how you do it because I don't know your situation. I would highly recommend you look at alternate ways of preserving your money. My suggestion, I'm not a, I'm not a financial counselor. And I'm going to tell you, when you talk to your financial counselors, if you have them, they're going to resist this because they lose their income when you pull your money out. You have to be ungovernable. You have to start looking at the system that has wrapped itself around us as the enemy. And you have to start thinking of yourselves of having to fight back from an enemy that's trying to wrap you into it more and more. The one thing that's absolutely assured by this deep state, whatever they are, they are going to do a scorched earth before they, they're finished. And sadly, unlike what we perceive as war, we are the epicenter of hell in this country. Not because the people are bad. We're, we're an amazing country of people. We have amazing potential, but because our government is as rancid as it gets and it is using our taxpayer dollars, it is using the resources that we have paid for not only against us, but to wage war against other people in this world unjustly. And they're always claiming that it's for some just democratic cause, which is a bunch of garbage. Someone asked me the other day, was like, tell me about Afghanistan. I said, sure, I'll tell you about Afghanistan real quick. Afghanistan was a 20-year war in which the CIA managed to use its power of deception to sacrifice American lives, to destroy a culture, to raise up their ability to traffic children more effectively across the Middle East and at the same time increased opium production out of Afghanistan. That's the end game in Afghanistan. So this is the sort of monster that has been breeding here in this nation that we are now living under. And when you start to look at this fight that's waging, it's best to take, not take any sides to step off of this and start looking at our home turf and figuring out how we're going to fix the home turf because I really don't care what goes on in Ukraine. My biggest discussions around that is just quit playing the narrative that we're giving because our narrative is a lie. Ukraine is a is an absolute pit of hell over there. We missed an opportunity to back Canada sufficiently as a nation because we got so distracted around stupid things like Durham and True Social. And so we really have to start getting serious about what's pressing in at us. And the reason for putting all of these looming threats coming at us is if we're not looking at them, we're not being effective at watchers on the wall. We literally have to start looking seriously at what's coming at us, and it's not a joke. There is, this isn't going to be saved by some glorious moment at the last minute that everything's suddenly going to get better. At the very least, the best scenario I could come up with, saying that you got a perfect leadership in, you were able to gut all these people, all the evil out, and get people in, you're talking about a two- to four-year recovery cycle, and there's going to be a whole lot of pain in that process. Because the critical issues that are being taken out of play are not easily replaced. Those include food and fuel. So back to building your local community, your house, your tribes. It is absolutely essential, and it's part of being ungovernable. Get to know your sheriff. Know what his plans are to protect the community over the state and the federal incursions. Get with your local communities to understand what it's going to be like to come together and work together, even for common defense. These aren't, this isn't, you know, fear porn stuff. This is real because when you start to look at human behavior, and we've all witnessed human behavior for the last 18 months, we have seen the neurosis that kicks into people when they believe in a fear. And they have these people with masks right now have proven to us that there is a segment of humanity 
that is absolutely brain dead, that they have a, a have an inability to function cognitively and to walk themselves through rationally out of a problem. They re, they're a reactive base. And that's unfortunately, I don't like using political tags, but the fact of the matter is a large percentage of those people are liberal because the liberal base is an emotional triggered base. They work on emotion and notion. They don't work on facts. They think they do. They don't. So it is important that as a fellowship of what we've been building here and across your communities that that gets enhanced. It's important to start to really make spend time helping your neighbors become aware. Even if you're in a blue zone, as I said many times, if you're in a blue area surrounded by blue people, God put you there for a reason. And it just means you've got a lot of work to do. Because these people can be woke up, woken up. It's essential that we do this. Because the difference between success or failure as we go forward here is the ability for us to stay calm and unified versus us becoming chaotic and radicalized. The objective of the color revolution, which is really what we're under, is to radicalize the public to such a degree that it breaks off into factions and starts engaging war upon itself to create civil war and chaos that creates an unreconcilable outcome. That's how color revolutions ultimately win. And then out of the smoldering ashes comes the glorious phoenix that rises up and says, we have it all for you. We're going to take everybody's rights away. We're going to give you a UBI. We're going to make it all safe again. We're going to militarize the public. We're going to take away free speech. And everybody at that point is going to go, oh, thank goodness. So even when we see stuff going on in Russia right now, and I can't get the Russian perspective on this, but in taking away you know, freedoms of speech, you're seeing it in Czech Republic. This isn't just something that's reactive to war. This is a global pandemic in itself is starting to spread across the world because they're trying to shut down the ability for people to communicate and to get along. Fellowship is how we win this thing and being ungovernable to a system that itself has turned its back on us. Remember, in our Declaration of Independence, it isn't just our right, it's our duty as Americans to overthrow tyranny. Our duty. And the way we're going to do that in a tyranny that is driven by a corporate beast that wages war by economics, wages war by medical tyranny, wages war by lawfare, is to be ungovernable. You have to stop playing in your system, in their system. You have to start identifying, for example, if you need medical doctors, you're going to have to find people that are willing to break out of the system to work within your own tribe and community. You have to find, your, you have to resource things. And this isn't easy. If it was easy, we wouldn't be in this problem. Well, actually, it's easy. it was easy, so that's why we are in this problem, because we kept turning over our responsibilities, abdicating our power to people that had, are not, did not have our best interest in mind. So part of the benefit of social media is to connect with one another. One of the downsides to social media is it becomes an addictive cycle of watching others trying to save us. Don't be one of those that watches others trying to save us. Be one of those that's active and proactive in trying to build community to save each other. That's the bottom line. And unity is going to be the success. Division is going to be our failure. Relying and coming back to a communal sense that we can literally work together again to overcome this is going to be critical. But we have had a great deal of our infrastructure compromised badly. And it didn't take long because the corporate players were all ready to, to sabotage it, and they did. So take it seriously when, when we talk about being ungovernable. This government is a treasonous government. There isn't an aspect of it that we can trust at a federal level at this point. You have to be very careful about how much you are willing to I idolatize, I idolize, I guess would be a better word, idolize the military. I've said this the whole time because they're driven by a military industrial complex that just like we heard, I read to you earlier from Admiral Charles Richard, he's more worried about creating new nuclear capability than worrying about a food supply in our nation. 
and he's more worried about producing a nuclear capability to counter Russia and China than talking about the bioweapons labs that caused this problem in the first place. Because these are big contracts. These are billions of dollars in creating some new weapon of war to annihilate half the humanity as a deterrent for peace. This is nonsense. There's one deterrent, and it's Christ. There's one deterrent, it's our faith in God. There's one deterrent, and it's fellowship with one another as God's children in the one body of Christ. That's our deterrent that they don't want us to have. And when you hold on to that and anchor yourself in that and build from that, as difficult as it is, it is a profound change in the way we do things. And this nonsense that they're trying to force on us is not the only path. It's the path they want us on, but it's the path that we have to defy. Defiance, not compliance. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. We thank you for each day, the blessings of insight that you provide. Lord, in this time, we just pray for the continued building of fellowship, the actual fellowship on the ground, for us to come together as one, to respect each other, to come to trust each other, to come to work with each other, and appreciate all the gifts and talents that you've given each one of us to make an incredible army of resistance that doesn't comply but defies this government's, this current governance that is so rotten, this current governance that literally puts Lucifer under the throne above us. It's time for us to defy it, to be ungovernable under this system. Lord, there is a lot of change that we face. There is a tremendous amount of upheaval that is continuing to come. Just watching this basic things that we've become accustomed to, the buying power, the cost of items inflating, buying power decreasing. What we forget in all of this is where our real trust is, which is we should never forget our trust is in you. You don't need money, Lord. You need our trust. So let us begin our reset here with an absolute trust in you, to listen to you, to guide us, direct us where we're going, to have faith that where we're going is going to be exactly where you need us and to stop being consumed by these narratives of fear and this cycle of fear that they put people in to distract us away from the ultimate reason we are here, to be your children on this kingdom and in this earth. Lord, we ask that you'll guide us, continue to give us clarity and discernment, open our eyes clearly to see what's before us, open our ears clearly to hear what you put within us, and bless us in this walk ahead. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Be ungovernable. That's simple. And it's small actions. Remember something. The small actions win the big war. Many small actions create a strategic shift. So don't. It, you need to get out of your head the idea of having some big strategic strike on these people. The reason the special forces are so effective is they work with small teams that then those small teams build other small teams and those small teams build other small teams and more small teams. And pretty soon those small teams become a, form, a formidable guerrilla force that ultimately can become an army. They don't try to go in and change a nation from top down. They change a nation from bottom up. And that's what we have to do now as Americans to preserve our nation, to reset our nation back to how it was intended to be with God on the throne. We're going to have to do this at the grassroots level, bottom up. That's how they were in the Revolutionary War. It means we have to stop buying their junk. We have to deplete diminish what we're, our dependency on their stuff. We have to start working locally and bypassing all of this corporate structure. And in the process, we will win this. But it's going to take hard work, so roll up your sleeves. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers right now are critical for the guidance and direction which God wants us to be and to keep us rooted in the rock of faith. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. 
Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. All right, patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>